do you want to start talking about the movie? Let's do it. Okay, so um, actually, uh, I did. I got like a weird email uh-huh. um, before we get going too deep into the episode. Okay. Um, it sounds like uh, someone heard we were doing a Hanukkah episode, and okay. uh, they contacted the Canadian Ministry of Advertising. Why would they do that? So, because um, apparently because the show is produced in Canada, we uh-huh. fall under the purview of the Canadian Ministry of Advertising, which means that they were able to sell the rights to this episode for advertising. Huh. Right. So okay. they get all of the money. We don't get anything for this. That, I don't like that. Yeah, no, neither do I, but um, I actually uh, have on the call with us a um, representative from the agency who's here to talk to us about the sponsor for this episode and, like, what we need to do to fulfill our obligations to the um, Ministry of Advertising. Am I allowed to, like, give them a piece of my mind? Uh... Oh, I don't know that that's the best idea there. Uh, by the way, hi. Yeah, how's she going there, buds? Hey, uh, hi. Hey, the name's Gord Tabernake. How's it going? It's um, it's it's a uh, go- going. I guess Fe- feeling a little bit um, I don't know. I guess like minorly imperialismed. Yeah, feeling like a little put upon. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll get this over with in no time at all. Okay, so uh, you two ready to give her this episode? Uh, y- yeah? Sh- sure? Sure, I suppose? Uh, Kira, if you didn't know, uh, giver is Canadian slang. It's like, you know, do it. Oh. But like, I, I Canadian Palatine says, give her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you You two have some pretty good jokes there. That's a beaut. All right, before we get started, I do have to set some quick ground rules. All right. Uh, All right, uh, so these come from up top, so let's pay attention there, eh? And I know you twos have the ADHD, so pay careful uh, attention here. Um, okay, uh, yeah. really? Like, come okay, on. Uh, sure, uh, oh, fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, so the rights to this episode were bought out by Sis uh, Canada Energy. Seeing as how oil's relevant to your whole holiday there, they asked me, Gord Tabernake, to tell you, Kathleen, and you, Kira, that we've got some key points to hit for this episode. So number one, pipelines are actually good for the environment. Uh, mm. did, did I hear a bit of an objection there? I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm contemplating. Okay, well, contemplate after you've already said pipelines are good for the environment, because that's the first thing you gotta say. I, I, uh, I, number yeah. two... They're not called the tar sands. They're called the oil sands. We don't like the term tar since it reminds people of nicotine. Now that everyone's favorite smoking section is the one in Canadian actor Jim Carrey's The Mask, people don't like to have that same kind of positive association that they used to. Um, Mr. Gord? What yeah? if What if when I think of tar, I think of the, the La Brea tar pits? Oh, well, that's American. That's not going to fly up here. Uh, oh, Okay. Is there not a Canadian version of that? Uh, yeah, we call them the oil sands. It's where we get uh, all of our... Okay, okay. ...oil from, which is why we don't call them tar sands. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, at number three, 
And this is the most important one. We want you to have fun with it, bud. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, sure. the previous two things do have to come up pretty naturally in the episode. And maybe if you can come up with a beloved character, you know, like your flap jaws, that's all the better. And hey, if this goes well, I've got a $5 Timmy's gift card for you both at the end of this. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. Just to clarify, though, that's $5 between the two of you. I, 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 I didn't expect anything else. Yeah, that seems about right. I mean, like, when Tim Hortons literally spied... Oh, oh, hope, 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 we're not using the word spy when we talk about <laughs> Timmy's, are we? That's bad advertising. Yeah, fine. When they illegal... No, illegal's not the right word. Fine. When they... Did an oopsie and collected our data. They only gave us $5 and it expired pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, you know, that was my idea, actually. Uh, so, I'm gonna take off, but I'll still be listening in. Uh, you two ladies have a good episode. Yeah. Make sure all this goes well. Th- thanks. And break a leg, eh? Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Gord. Gord, is your name spelled Tabernak? Uh, no, it's Tabernake said tabernacle like three times right okay well um tabernacle uh do you want to start the episode kira yeah i mean i guess i guess i guess uh, we can okay whatever hello and welcome to unsound theories i'm cat i'm kira and i'm gourd okay and we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on spoiler and this may come as no surprise to anyone i'm not canadian and gord's not my dad so fuck him uh, oh well uh you know uh i'd have to ask my wife first gord i need you to get off the call uh well uh you know cis canada energy does want me on the call well once again i'm not canadian cis canada energy is not my dad Alright, well then, we're gonna have to go ahead and deport your friend here. Uh, Kira, can you just, like, play along with him for a little bit so I don't have to leave Canada? Hang on, I keep getting these messages. One sec. What the fuck? Apparently, I just got adopted, and Gord is my dad now. Oh. So... Oh, yeah. You know, uh... Canadian adoption agencies work pretty quickly. Damn. Uh, yeah, so, uh... So, we're gonna have you move up here to Calgary, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But first, you gotta get this episode done, young lady. (sighs) Yes, daddy. That's what I like to hear. I hate that you like to hear that. Uh, okay. Um, fuck. Um... (laughs) What? (sighs) This was supposed to be our Hanukkah special. It like it was. I guess I understand why an oil company would want to advertise on a Hanukkah special. But um, okay, <clears throat> uh, Kira, what movie did we watch? We watched Full Court Miracle, a Disney Channel original movie, which yes. up here in Canada is the Family Channel. The interesting. Mm-hmm. Because Disney is family. Well. It, more to the point, they buy the syndication rights of oh, okay. Disney Channel original okay. programming. Fair. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, we watched 
Full Court Miracle, which is a Hanukkah movie about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a yeshiva's high school basketball team. Uh, yeah. Uh, they were they high school? Those kids looked real young. They did look very young, but um, from what I'm given to understand, it um, our main character was a freshman. What the fuck? He looked like eight. I was gonna say, like, he looked like maybe he made his bar mitzvah, like, two years ago. Like, at most, like, Hmm. 15. Yeah, but, okay. I mean, maybe that's part of the point. Maybe it's, like, all the other kids have hit puberty and they're, like, way taller and that's why they suck at basketball. I, I guess? I mean, like, okay, so the... Movie takes place in Philadelphia, right? Um, that's pretty clearly established by the fact that he goes to a school called like Philadelphia Hebrew Academy or something like that. Yes. Um, and in the opening shot, what I found really neat was that there is a pride flag. Really, I didn't even see that. Yeah, in the like as the establishing shot comes down on the city, and you see the two kids on their bikes or whatever. Um, in the background, there's a pride flag. Hell yeah. And then it pans over to a sign that is in um, what I think might have been Hebrew, because I mostly know Yiddish. Uh, <laughs> okay. But the, the sign was for, like, the like eggs, and it had chicken on the sign. And so it was, like, a very sort of multicultural neighborhood. You have, you know, your Orthodox Jews and your gaze and that's really just kind of brooklyn in a nutshell these days Mm-hmm. that makes sense but this is philadelphia right because this was the early 2000s before brooklyn became gentrified okay because it's ceased to be brooklyn yeah that's um that that kind of happened to seattle too yeah it's just one of those things like there's a lot of what made Toronto Toronto that has been torn down or replaced by just the most god-awful unrent-controlled condos. Of course. And it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Um You know, but um, thankfully we have money from the environmentally friendly oil pipelines. Y- yeah, for... Okay, Gord is giving me a thumbs up, so I think we've hit that point. Okay, great, great. Um, okay, now he's typing in chat. Um, Daddy is happy. Oh, Gord. Hey, hey, Gord. I'm gonna... Yeah? You, you gotta not. Uh, you know, if that's what you're into. I'm... No. I am really uncomfortable with this. <laughs> um... Let's get back to the movie, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. Okay, so um, this story is ostensibly supposed to be about the miracle of Hanukkah, right? Uh, yes. Um, I... And, like, I see as the movie goes on, towards the end of the movie, they have a, um, like, actual miracle that happens for their high school basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I see the parallels otherwise to the story of the Maccabees. Um, it, uh, it's cut, um, it's because there's those weird, like, hallucination scenes. 
Right, but like those guys are dressed up as from what I could tell, Roman centurions. Yeah. Um, and the Maccabees fought against Greeks. Well, uh maybe specifically one of the fragmented empires that came after Alexander died. Maybe they they just got mixed up. Yeah, I mean like I guess I can't expect Disney to do that much due diligence on it. No, no, but absolutely not. Hanukkah ultimately is a holiday about like anti-assimilation sentiment, right? Like a yeah. bunch of a bunch of uh like, you know, people were pro-assimilation and like, you know, allowed and supported worship of the Hellenistic pantheon and everything like that and like that's a big no-no for Jews, right? Okay. Uh, so Judah Maccabee and his brothers, who all this time had been, because of a law, practicing their faith in secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the dreidel comes from, actually. They would be sharing Torah and then pretending to play dreidel when the Greek soldiers would be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And now this so is where like... I feel like the parallel falls apart, right? Um, Yeah. Because what is the assimilation they're fighting against as a basketball team? Um, th- uh, it's... Is, is Hellenism in this movie replaced by capitalism? Wait, I mean, it is, I, it does, there are some anti-capitalist messages in the movie, I do believe. Right, what because, if, like, okay. his, his mom is like, hey, um... I don't know, I named this kid Adam because he looks like my cousin Adam. <laughs> um, so I was like, hey Adam, why don't you become a doctor? And Adam is like, no, mom, I want a ball. Ball is life. And I have to wonder if maybe this ball is life attitude versus the assimilate and become a doctor is the conflict between, you know, the traditional Jewish practices and Hellenism in the example of this movie and the parallels that it makes. That could be it. The other possibility I just thought of is um, what if their like big rival team that stomps them early in the in the movie is the Warriors. The Warriors. What if yes. they're poised to like take over the school if they win the tournament? So if this team can't win a basketball tournament. Yeah. Then their yeshiva gets shut down? Yes. It's classic Disney movie, Disney channel movie fuckery. I mean, I, I suppose Eddie's million dollar cook-off was no stupider, nor was the luck of the Irish. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I mean, that would have literal leprechauns in it. It's it's your classic, like, gotta gotta win the snowboard race to save the youth center kind of deal. Is that uh, Johnny Tsunami? I don't remember what it was what what it what it was from um okay that's actually a good question what is your favorite disney channel original movie um i've only seen this one so really i guess it's full court miracle i mean it was a pretty decent movie i like you know i feel like if i had watched this on tv when i was a kid i would have been like yeah this is a fun one yeah but um I very distinctly remember The Luck of the Irish as being a very good one. Um, I know, like, obviously a lot of people like High School Musical. Never saw that. 
that was not for me. Okay, let's... I'm gonna look Looking at... up a list of all the Disney Channel original movies? Yes. And just to see what... Um... Uh, Cadet Kelly was pretty good, too. Dog. Uh, this is... Okay. There's a lot of Disney Channel original movies, actually. Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Yep. Um, Rip Girls. Did we... I know we watched a skating movie, a rollerblading movie. What was the rollerblading movie we watched? I don't remember. I'm gonna have to go to our podcast feed. Because I know we watched a rollerblading movie. Yes, we did. Um... Airborne was the Air- one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Because um, there's also a Disney Channel original movie that's about um, inline skating. Yes, this is the only Disney Channel original movie I've ever seen in my life. Huh. <laughs> I, I guess, like, you are just a little bit older than me, and, like, mm-hmm. I was sort of at the age where... Did you ever watch Even Stevens? Nope. Kim Possible? Uh, nope. After my time. Okay, yeah. So... Yep. Um, that like I I remember my younger siblings watching a lot of like Disney Channel mm-hmm. stuff, but I never. It was after my time. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of this stuff was exactly around my time, so it kind of like it very much fits Fair. the like nostalgia centers in my brain. I'll allow it. Um. So. Do we want to talk through the specifics of what happens in this movie? Um, Because it's pretty quick to summarize, right? Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things that I had um, questions and theories about. But for the most part, it's boys not good basketball. Boys find man good basketball, teach them. It's nebbishy Jewish boys not good basketball. Yeah, yes. Um, boys, Boys find good basketball, man, teach them. Boys win tournament yes but not before teaching good basketball man about uh family yes and kashrut and hanukkah yes um and feeding him gefilte fish yes they did do that and also there was some some drama with the the generator and a, and a power yes. outage. Okay, so the right the Hanukkah parallel that comes into this movie is during the final game of the tournament, which they need to win for some reason, or maybe they just want to win. Like, no, they have to. I win don't know. Or their school gets shut down. Uh, so yeah, like basically, uh, they have the game in the middle of like a storm of the century kind of thunderstorm. Oh, it was wild. Yeah, it was like genuinely like biblical flood kind of thunderstorm uh-huh um so you know this sort of they win the antediluvian portion of the basketball tournament mm-hmm. through the fact that their basketball teacher their basketball teacher Jesus Christ, their basketball coach teaches them how to like understand the rhythm of the game with music by making basketball fun by making it a dance. Yes. Uh, so they win the preliminary portion of the tournament that way and make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Not before Adam has to... Uh, Adam gets fouled at the last minute of the game in the semifinals and has to make his two free throws in order for them to advance. Yeah. Um, a very Q moment, if I'm being honest. Like, have you watched Q? Uh, nope. It's the volleyball anime. Uh... And... 
it is the best sports anime I have ever seen. <laughs> it is gripping. Like, I did not care one lick about volleyball. And after watching, like, three episodes, I was like, oh my god, I need to see these boys succeed in everything they do for the rest of their lives. Hell yeah. It's an incredibly well-told story. Which, you know, maybe not how I feel about um, a full-court miracle. Um, I mean, it was it, it was pretty standard. Um, Definitely not high-Q quality. Yeah. So... Um, they have this basketball tournament. They make it to the finals. The finals happen during, uh, you know, a cleansing of the planet for 40 days and 40 nights of rain or whatever. And, um, the power goes out because the school gets struck by lightning or a transformer gets struck by lightning or something. So they have to power up the emergency generator. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they lose the game by forfeit. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess that's how that works. Apparently. Yeah. Um... So they start up the generator, but notice it only has fuel for the next, to, to last another two minutes or something like that. Yeah. And the, the bad guy teams the, know this and they keep calling like time out and shit to waste time. Yeah. They're like real scum fucks about it. Yeah. The, the, and the, like this the, one kid is like fucking gloating about having one by default. And it's like, man, like, yeah. And their coach is like extremely smug over it and shit it's it's such a weird position to take as a youth mentor to be like yeah you guys you know taking shortcuts that's good yeah it's pretty wild uh but yeah it's like the 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 gas in the generator which um from what i'm given to understand might come from the Canadian oil sands. Uh, yes. I believe now that thumbs was up made from clear in the show. In, in the, yeah, in the definitely. Movie. Definitely communicated in the actual action of the movie that yeah. they trust Canadian gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that only really could get to them through the convenience of an oil pipeline built by CIS Canada Energy. Yeah. Um. um <sighs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Yep. So, um, yeah. But the... They managed to, through a miracle, through an act of Hashem, they managed to, like, Hashem gives them enough oil to last the rest of the game, apparently. Yeah. And, and they win with zero seconds on the clock because Adam passes the ball instead of shooting it for the first time in his goddamn life. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then everyone says Shehechianu, and then they play basketball together in a little, like, montage sort of feel-good thing at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some important stuff about the coach. First of all, the coach played for UVA, was going to go pro, but then injured both of his knees and had to get knee surgery, from what I'm given to understand. None of this was made clear to me during the movie. I had, I thought, here's what I thought happened... I thought okay. <laughs> that the kids thought he was an NBA player. Yeah, I mean that because there's a scene after they after they meet him for the first time where they like go on some website that looks truly insane and um, look up an NBA guy who does look nothing like the man they met, and they and might get have all excited or something. Looking, 
they might have been looking at someone who had just like tried out for the Sixers or something like that. I, I don't know the exact details. Well, the the dude they looked up does show up later in the movie when um, Adam's mom is dri- driving around in the storm or whatever. She like finds that right. The dude, she goes like, to a signing... Sixers game yeah. and like tries to find the coach. Uh, so first of all, there's there's a really it's actually kind of fucked up. Um, so the coach that they find is living out of his van, mm-hmm. trying to try out for the Philadelphia 76ers while his wife and son are at home in Virginia. Okay. It's never really made clear why his wife and son aren't there, but do show up at the end. I was a little bit under the impression that, like, his wife had left him because he couldn't basketball good after his knee surgery or something. Oh, see, I I was thinking his wife might have left him because he couldn't provide for the family after his basketball career derailed. Exactly, yeah. And, like, you know, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, But through some very wacky machinations, they end up because uh, Adam's dad is a landlord. Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. Uh, and he is looking for an additional tenant in one of the buildings he's working on. And Adam... So the principal, I think she's the principal. Uh, maybe. I think so. It's Yeah, I think she was the principal. Was she, like, a secular principal? Because, like, she didn't... It, it wasn't I'm clear. I mean, sure. she may have been unmarried. Uh, we'll have to look up what her character name is. But she may have been unmarried, in which case it's fine that she's showing her hair. But if she's married and she's showing her hair... Yikes. What's going on at this Orthodox yeshiva? I don't... I mean, I I don't... Was it especially Orthodox? I have no idea. It wasn't, idea. like, ultra-Orthodox, but, like... Those sorts of schools are generally pretty orthodox. Fair. Like, there's... Orthodox Judaism has different sort of, like, layers to it. So, like, you know, someone like, um, technically Ben Shapiro is an orthodox Jew, right? Like, he doesn't dress like a Hasid by any stretch of the imagination. He wears, you know, modern clothing and everything like that. Uh Uh-huh. But he also wears his kippot and does his observances the way that he does you know there's varying levels of orthodox judaism basically but this was very very clearly if you know anything about judaism uh an orthodox school which i don't uh and i do (laughs) what do you know um so yeah there's a lot of like weird little things like i don't get the principle i don't get why she hated basketball maybe she hated the coach uh, which, you know, might be a problem. She didn't seem extremely fond of just sort of basketball in general. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she didn't like basketball in general, but I think, like, she was also... There, there's there's a chance that she was just skeptical of the coach. Yeah. Because, you know... He's not Jewish. Uh, not so much that, and more, uh, what are his qualifications to be around children? Also that. Because that's, that's a pretty big concern when you're running a school. You know, you want to make sure that your teachers and coaches aren't going to 
harm the students in any way, right? Yes. Like, that's, like, that's a pretty big deal as a, you know, school administrator. And, like, I understand that from her, but, like, she goes to very weird lengths. And it feels like the film tries to punish her for doing due diligence on the people that work at her institution. It's very much a film from the perspective of the kids. So she's yes, a- absolutely. she's an adult who's like trying to trying to shut down their fun and stuff. Yeah. It, it I guess that makes sense. I want to go back to the whole um apartment thing. Yes. Cuz that was a really nice apartment. Yes, it was, and it was fully furnished. How is he affording this? Because previously it did seem a little bit like his entire income was these kids paying him, like, five bucks a week to train them. Yeah, um, I think, um, maybe Adam's dad just let him stay for free I, until he could find a real full-time tenant. I think that may be the case, yes. The kid convinced and, his dad like, to give his weird basketball friend, uh, an apartment. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and then, like, he takes on the coaching job, and he's got stable income, Mm -hmm. and he can actually afford the place. Yes. So maybe he becomes the tenant. Maybe. Um, so, there's a couple of other points in this movie that we glossed over. Uh, at one point, Adam gets a C-plus on one of his tests. Yes, and he- a C-minus. Oh, right, a C-minus, sorry. I was confusing his two grades. So he's not allowed to play in the games. Yeah, the coach benches him- which, like, is a sign that the coach is not just there to win basketball games, but is actually there to be a mentor and educator to these kids. He seems, it's like, he seems like a good dude. He seemed... I, well, I found his character to be rather delightful. Kat, did you know this is based on a true story? I did. <laughs> the basketball man is a real man. I know. Um. So... I have one thing that I think kind of threw me off uh-huh. about this movie. Um, so, like, the school's logo okay. is a, for some reason, is a Hanukkah, a Hanukkah menorah. Uh-huh. Those are relevant for approximately <clears throat> eight days out of the year, and Hanukkah is a minor holiday. Well, okay, I think um, the school knew that uh, they were in a Disney Channel movie, so they wanted to make it, um, that's not their normal logo, but they wanted to make it, like... Uh, so you're saying they have, like, different little, like, logos and flags and stuff like that that they put out for different holidays? Uh, so, like, for, um... They, like, okay, here's uh, what, here they, they don't do that. They have a normal logo, but just for the filming of this movie, since they, they knew they were in a Disney Channel movie and a lot of people who aren't Jewish were gonna see this... They they made their so, temporary logo the only, one of the only recognizably Jewish things that 95% of people know. Okay, but what if we reshoot this movie as a Sukkot movie? Okay. And we make it so that the, um, the logo is like a lulav. I, Would you recognize a lulav? I don't know what that is. So, it is two things. Okay. Uh, an individual lulav is a um, a date palm frond, but in the context of Sukkot, it also refers to 
a bundle of um, date palms, myrtle, something else. God, I can't remember. Uh... You have to understand, Kat, that I was raised Mormon, so my closest connection to Judaism was believing that a group of Jews sailed to the Americas from Israel and became the Native Americans. I forgot about that. (laughs) Actually, a fun fact, um, for some reason, we, uh, people have chosen to translate Sukkot as the Festival of Tabernacles. So, um, you know, maybe relevant to Gord. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, like, on Sukkot, you get a lulav, uh, Hadas, Myrtle, um, oh god, Willow Branch, that's the other one. And then you get, um, you get basically a fucked up lemon, and you shake them at God. (laughs) Okay. And it's actually pretty fun. I mean, yeah, that does sound uh, pretty rad. Uh, uh, yeah, so I I feel like maybe a Sukkot basketball movie would be pretty fun. Yeah, and I don't know how, maybe... Uh, the cheerleaders can have uh, their bundles of lulav maybe the, to shake maybe the as, instead up, of pom-poms. The fucked up lemon is painted like a basketball? <laughs> I mean, it depends. Like, So, um, they're technically the name of the fruit is a citron or mm. an etrog, depending. Okay. Etrog is the Hebrew name. Yes. Esrog, if you're okay. speaking Yiddish. Um, I'm familiar with the fruit. And people pay, like, hundreds of dollars for a very pretty-looking fucked-up lemon. <laughs> and then they paint it like a basketball. So you'd think it would be fine if they just get a fu- an, an extra fucked-up-looking one, but no. You gotta have a good one before you paint it like a basketball. You know, it very well may be a thing that we just have to make ourselves. I'm, I mean, I think after this episode comes out, it, it will, it'll, it'll spread. Yeah, there's definitely going to be someone out there who wants to make Jewish holiday movies and decides a high school basketball movie set during Sukkot is the absolute right one to make. Oh, I think this has even wider appeal. I think the entire uh, custom throughout the world will start to involve painting the fucked up lemon like a basketball. So you're saying we're going to change a multi-thousand-year-old holiday? Yes. For a fucked up basketball lemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's exactly the same, except the fucked up lemon is pa- t- painted like a basketball. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Shalom Aleichem, it's Kat with this week's mid-roll announcements. First off, welcome back to this year's Unsound Holidays special event, and happy almost Hanukkah. Speaking of holidays, I recently published a Hanukkah hack of lasers and feelings called Latkes and Broigus. It's a fun little low-stakes game wherein you and your cool family members try to save the family Hanukkah dinner from a variety of threats, including a Reddit atheist and the torture that is being forced to play cards against humanity. You'll need a dreidel and some tokens to play, but the game is applicable to most family gatherings, even goyish ones. Latkes and Broigus is available on my itch for just $2. If you'd like to interact with Kira and me on social media, you can follow me on Tumblr at ZavdiCat and Kira on her Tumblr at Sapphire-Mess. We're also both on Twitter for as long as Twitter is around. Uh, 
I'm at Zafty Cat and Kira is there at Sapphire underscore mess. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend to your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, your kismesis, or your moirail. You could also be our favorite people in the world and leave a review for the show on the podcatcher of your choice. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave a review, let us know via tweet or Tumblr message and you'll get a shout out on the show. Thirdly, we'd be so grateful if you were to support us on Patreon. We make this show because we love it, not because of the money, but a little support from you goes a really, really long way for us. Please consider that support. No integer dollar amount is too small. That's all for the mid-roll. I'll let past me and Kira get back to talking about Ball, which, as we know, is life. Cue the VCR sound. Do we want to find out what this movie was actually about? Please, yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Full Court Miracle is a 2003 Disney Channel original Hanukkah movie. It premiered on November 21st, 2003. Inspired by the true story of University of Virginia Cavalier basketball star Lamont Carr, the film centers on a group of young Jewish basketball players who are in search of a coach to help them out of a slump during the Hanukkah season. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in Toronto. <laughs> Canadian movie. Is this why you picked it? Um, no, I did not pick it because it was CanCon. I very specifically picked it because it was the only Hanukkah movie that I could find that wasn't Eight Crazy Nights. Okay. And I did not want to watch Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, good good call. Um, so the plot of the movie. Alex Schlotz- Schlotzky is a 14-year-old freshman at Philadelphia Hebrew Academy where he and his friends are on the high school's struggling basketball team, the Lions. The Lions dream of winning the Liberty Tournament and defeating their school's rivals, the Warriors. But the basketball team doesn't have a good coach. Schlotz and his friends are determined to find their own Judah Maccabee to coach their team. (laughs) Okay. During one day of practice at a local park, Schlotz finds the man he believes is the right coach for the basketball team, Coach Lamont Carr, a college basketball star whose knee injury prevented him from getting into the NBA. There are many hurdles Schlotz and Lamont must overcome over the course of the movie. Lamont is homeless after leaving his wife and son in Virginia with the hopes of being signed by the Philadelphia 76ers. Schlotz must balance his own desires and his mother's wish for him to become a doctor rather than a basketball star. Also, among the challenges they face is the school's principal, Mrs. Klein. So she it's is. a Jewish name. She was. And she's a Mrs. Huh. And I'm just saying... She is not dressing modestly, and that might not fly at a yeshiva. Well, I mean, she's the principal, so... Sure, but the school board might have something to say about that. Um... Anyway, who tries to see if Lamont is safe to be with the players. Schlotz and Lamont's relationship doesn't get off to a good start, as Schlotz interrupts practice. The next day, however, Schlotz offers to pay Lamont to coach their team for a while. Lamont reluctantly agrees. 
During the boys' first day of practice under Lamont's coaching, they become exhausted and frustrated with his coaching style. But intervention by Schlotz inspires Lamont to help the team love the game of basketball. One day, Mrs. Klein tries to inconspicuously tail Lamont to follow Lamont when he drives off in his van after <coughs> practicing. Yeah. This Wikipedia article is not the best written. Um, yeah. Aware of both this and Lamont's hopelessness, Schlotz tells him to go to a modern apartment complex where his dad is trying to get a tenant for a room he owns. Then, Schlotz opens the door for Lamont. Mrs. Klein is outside the apartment complex. That's a full sentence. Gee, uh, this is some this is some fucking buddies movie level Wikipedia shit. Yep. Um, Lamont and Schlotz's dad come to an agreement. Lamont can live in the room Schlotz's dad is renting for free until Schlotz's dad can find a tenant. Okay. Later, when the Lions players are anticipating the Big Liberty Tournament, Lamont tells the team he received an offer for a 10-day contract from the Philadelphia 76ers, and he's going to accept it. This means the Lions must try to win the tournament without their coach. The Lions prove successful, winning every game of the tournament to make it to the finals. On the day of the final game, Schlotz finally confronts his mother and gets her to appreciate his love for basketball. Schlotz's mother ends up convincing her best friend, Julie, to forgive him. For what? What? I do not know. Because this article what? doesn't say why they had a falling that out. That came out of fucking nowhere. Nowhere. What? In the, the final game of the Liberty Tournament takes place on a stormy night. While it's going on, Schlotz's mother drives Julie to it. Then, she goes to a 76ers game Lamont is playing to try to convince him to come to the Liberty Bell, sorry, the Liberty Tournament final, offering to drive Lamont, whose van is broken down, to the tournament before he can leave for the airport with the rest of the Sixers. Once Schlotz's mother arrives at the game, she speaks to one of Lamont's opponents about Schlotz's dreams, and she comes to understand him even more afterwards. After she finds Lamont, his car works again, and she seems to have begun to understand everybody. The storm eventually knocks out power in the school's gymnasium. After the school mobilizes an emergency generator for the remainder of the game, the Lions and the Warriors agree to continue the game with the understanding that if the fuel in the generator runs out, the game will end and the team with the most points at that time will win. The Warriors devise a plan to make sure it's them. When they're ahead in the game and it becomes clear that the fuel in the generator is moments away from running out, the Warriors will call a timeout that will last the remaining fuel in the generator, thereby winning the tournament. Seems pretty the Lions sketchy. are outraged and discouraged until Lamont appears in the gym and encourages them not to lose faith. The power then once again goes out in the gym and the Warriors celebrate what they believe is their victory until... The generator restarts despite being out of gas, and the power comes back on! Oh my god. The final moments of the game consist of the Lions catching up to the Warriors, and with the final seconds on the clock ticking down, Schlotz passes the ball instead of trying to take the final shot himself, per his usual self, leading the Lions to scoring the winning basketball. I mean, scoring the winning basket. <laughs> The entire school celebrates, and Lamont's wife and son enter the gym and announce plans to stay with Lamont, who reveals to the Lions that he plans to become their full-time coach. In the end, Schlotz has convinced his mother to let him play basketball, and in fact only showed up at the end of the game so she could bring Lamont's family to him while Lamont helped the Lions. 
The final scene of the movie consists of Schlotz and Lamont's families playing a basketball game with Julie, and Schlotz's mother turns out to be a pretty good player. I will like to I would like to debate this. Rabbi Lewis's story of Hanukkah and how it relates to the basketball game plays over the scene. Who the fuck is what? Rabbi Lewis? That's the first Sorry, time Rabbi what? Lewis has been mentioned. Someone this this article needs to be rewritten. Um, so the characters are um, Alex Schlotz Schlotzky, Lamont Carr, Rabbi Lewis, played by R. H. Thompson, a Canadian television, film, and stage actor. Go figure, it's a working Canadian actor. Uh-huh. Um, there's Ben Big Ben Swartz, T. J. Murphy, Joker Levi, Mrs. Klein. Cynthia Schlotzky, Marshall Schlotzky, Julie Tyler, Coach Simovitz, Larry, Bob the Referee, Sarah Lewis, Tow Truck Driver, Charmaine, and Jerome Williams as himself. Hmm. So I assume Jerome Williams was the basketball player that his mom talked to. Yeah, that's got to be it. It was the same dude that they looked up on the website. And I cannot emphasize enough how nuts balls this website looked yes i do want to just say at the time jerome williams was on the toronto raptors <laughs> so he they just, was i they, guess just they, there. they grabbed a local man Mm-hmm. okay um yeah so uh do you want to hit me with some reviews of this movie okay. because this obviously didn't win any awards it was a made-for-tv movie um yeah yeah so uh, I want to share one, uh, where the fuck did it go? Okay, okay, this, this, um, review is, uh, from a, an IMTV user called Mike Super Short Show Big Fan. Okay, um, to maybe give you some clarification since you weren't a Disney Channel kid, Mike's Super Short Show was a interstitial show because Disney Channel doesn't have commercials. Okay. So they had these like short interstitial shows that happened between episodes because they were on uh like regular cable instead of premium cable, so they had to fit the 25 minute time slot. Oh, sorry, they went from a 25 minute time slot to a 22 minute time okay. slot. Which means they had to pad out an additional three minutes. One of those things that they used, in addition to like Disney 411 and stuff like that was Mike's super short show. Okay. So this is just someone who's a big fan of Disney Channel. Okay. Um, so they they titled this review okay and gave it six out of ten stars. Mm-hmm. And this review reads So I heard about this from Mike's Super Short Show, and I thought it would be Gator. Maybe it's great. It's G, the numeral eight, R. To watch with my family and two cats. It was pretty good. I like the part where... No, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Gator. It has to be Gator. It was pretty good. I liked the part where they shot the basketball at the hoop and it went in. And also, I think that it's cool to see Alex D. Linz from Max Keeble's Long Move making another big star appearance. I think he will go on to do great things in cinema. Oh, that was the kid from Max Keeble's Big Move. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that either. Oh wait, this move this movie came out in 2003, Crying Face. I guess that. What? <laughs> uh, okay, yep. Yep. I 
hit me with the next one because I don't know that I follow. I got lost in the sauce on the gator. On the gator. Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this one is by an IMDb user named Perfect Dark Zero Fan, and it is titled "I'm Christian and I Love This Movie." They gave it ten out of ten stars. The review reads. This is a great movie. As always, Alex D. Linz does his best at acting. This movie is about a boy named Alex Schlotsky and his three friends who want to play basketball for their school team, but they're not good at all due to having due to bad coaching until Alex finds a man in a playground who gives him a hard time at first, but then later on teaches with them. The only problem is that there is no DVD. This movie I just have to see is very touching, quote, Jewish or not Jewish, end quote, this is a great movie. To the loser that said this movie is gay because Josh Peck isn't in it is a moron. This movie would have sucked with <laughs> Josh Peck in it. I just need to read um, the first paragraph of this next review. The rest of it's kind of boring. Um, okay. But the the this is from Brad Williams, um, and it's titled A Slam Dunk, 10 out of 10 stars. And the first paragraph reads, I never went to Hebrew school, probably because I am not Jewish. But if I had, I hope it would have been like this. The teachers have some lovely <laughs> smiles and patience, and the basketball team seem really kind. I like movies where good things happen. Hey, actually, uh, no objections to that review. That seems rather nice and it's, kind. It's been, it was a good review. And now. Oh no. <laughs> this is the kind of lead-up that can only present us with just the worst review. <laughs> this one is from Amazon. From a user named Alan Lyons, who gives it five stars. Okay. And the review is titled, This movie is a very accurate portrayal of what it is like to meet an ancient. Uh, uh, what? Come with me on this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to play with you it, in this it, space, but I... The review reads... <clears throat> As a famous Jewish basketball player, this movie is a very accurate portrayal of what it is like to meet an ancient black Jewish basketball player. When I was originally watching this on my laptop, it's a nice laptop, but the battery life is mediocre. The battery was oh, no. in danger of dying. In fact, it allegedly only had a single minute left, but miraculously it managed to last eight extra minutes, allowing me to finish the film and see the ending and credits. In retrospect, I realize now that my experience watching the movie perfectly paralleled the film's events. Crazy! In short, great film for Jews, fantastic film for everyone else, but it's kind of mediocre if you're Catholic. Signed, Johnny Tsunami. I... <laughs> what are they... What does that mean by an ancient? I don't know! An ancient black Jewish basketball player. I am deeply confused. <laughs> um... 
so uh speaking of going back sorry this is a rewind to working canadian actors rh thompson the actor who played rabbi lewis um is also the actor who in and with an e played matthew cuthbert are you familiar with anne of green gables no i, I vaguely yes i'm familiar with the franchise okay so the story it's a and with an E is a modern retelling done by CBC okay. of um, Anne of Green Gables. Obviously, um, it deals with things like uh, like post traumatic stress, uh, gender inequality, racism, religion, uh, homophobia, freedom of speech, bullying. It's like a very well made show, okay. uh, and it's delightful. So Anne is an orphan Mm -hmm. and she is adopted by a brother and sister who neither of whom had ever married neither of whom had ever had any children they wanted to adopt a boy to help them out around the farm and instead they got Anne. Uh uh-huh and they were going to send her back but she was just too charming and delightful and used too many big words and they were like well we gotta keep her and you know R.H. Thompson did a very fantastic job as Matthew Cuthbert, one of the most loving and delightful characters of all time. Good to know. And I'm glad to see that he got to do other stuff after this movie. Because <laughs> Anne with an E came out in, like, 2017. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, this movie was way, was way before that. Never mind. Yes. I had to do some uh, time. Like, 15 years, almost. Had to, had to, had to process time. Um. <sighs> okay. Uh. So I think that's it for us. Um. For this week, right? Uh. We don't have anything else to talk about. I don't think so. Um. I feel like. Oh wait. Uh. I'm. I've just gotten the message that I'm unadopted. So. Fun. Okay. Uh. Gord, it was nice having you. Um. Hope everything works out with uh. Cis Canada Energy, and uh, thanks for listening. We sure didn't. Okay, uh, it looks like Gord hung up. Um, so I did some research while we were talking, uh-huh. just because I wanted to like see who was advertising with us. Yeah. Um, it turns out that Cis Canada Energy is, uh, from what I was able to find one of the primary distributors of neck drug in Canada. Holy shit. Yeah. So like, I, um, I think they might be onto us mm. and I think we might be fucked. We're going to have to start a new season. Do you think that's the only way we can really get that reset going? Yeah. Cause I, I feel like last time we started a new season, neck drug wasn't a thing. It was not in Canon. So I feel yeah, like, and then we... like it, came back it for some ca- reason i can't remember um, which movie it came back with it uh yeah it oh the cranston yes, movie it did yeah it was that one i it 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 does keep coming back i think maybe maybe if we do a season three but oh god it this was already season three kira wait what yeah when this came back we announced it as season three. Oh. Did okay, okay, okay. Um, Those many months uh, ago yeah, when I first yeah. got up here. Time is, um, time is, time is time fleeting. Is a thing. Madness takes its toll, you yeah. know. Yeah, 
Do you remember during the time warp? Uh, nope. Okay, well, um, yeah, I think we just gotta keep our eyes open because I think the neck drug people are on to us. Yeah, and... we'll have to... Um, okay, I ha- what if we start talking about it in code? We could do that. Yeah, um, what are we gonna call it? I mean, like... Potatoes. Yeah, that... I feel as though I don't want to slander the mighty potato. True, true, true. Um, we would have far too many people after our heads. True. Like potatoes, a staple of the Jewish um, diet, a staple of the Irish diet, a staple of the. It's just it's you know it's too important to too many people to for us to slander potatoes. What if we um what if what if we call it Marvel well, okay, Cinematic so... Universe um special. Uh, special appointment, um, uh, uh, hello papers. Okay, what does that make as an initialism? <laughs> uh-huh, Okay, so no, it didn't spell out anything, you were just not. saying words? That was just, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, I-, I feel like we might be safe if we just call it MCU. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, okay, um... Okay, for real though this time, thanks for listening. We sure didn't. Bye. 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 Unsound Theories is a production of So Says Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Unsound Theories or follow Kat and Kira at ZaftiCat, Z A F T I K A T, and at Sapphire underscore Mess, respectively. The best way to support the work we do is to tell a friend and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods. If you'd like to support our work monetarily to help us keep the lights on, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash sosismedia. There you'll gain access to behind-the-scenes content, Patreon-exclusive episodes, and so much more. The music used in this episode is Dance on All the Cell Phones by Chris Postel. You can find this and Chris's other work at soundslikeanearful.com. Until next time... Stay wizard. Okay. Um, have you ever listened to Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks? I have not. I oh, I there was, there absolutely was a... adore that show. Yeah. I gotta... um, both Diet Coke and Lilith are delights. They, for 30 minutes every week, review two snack foods uh and they have like a whole system of lore that they've built up over the 70 something episodes that they've done uh the latest episode is number 72 i've just looked it up which which includes uh such memorable characters as uh the snack keeper who is just the crypt keeper from tales from the crypt (laughs) but about snacks unwanted chili brought to you by raytheon Yes. <laughs> that episode kind of I'm, inspired this bit. That I'm convinced um, fully on the merits of the episode titles alone. Oh, they're, they're just such a delight. I adore them, and Lilith is a good friend. This sounds absolutely wonderful. I have to listen to this. I have it pulled up, so I won't forget afterwards.